This episode, like every episode of Says Who, is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday you get a whole bonus episode of says who. If you are a supporter at the five or $10 a month level, and at that $10 a month level, you also get a sticker every month. The March stickers just went out and they are real nice. Those should be in your mailbox shortly, depending on how the post office is doing this week. Patreon.com slash says who? Dan. (laughs) Take a deep breath, everybody. Dan. Books. Listen, you guys, I don't want to put any any pressure on you, but I wrote all these goddamn books last year. Uh, Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to make you feel bad or anything, but hey, can you help your friend MJ out? And <laughs> I don't know. Maybe read, read him <laughs> if you want. I don't. It's totally up to you. But um, Corel comes out in three weeks. That's April sixth. So the box in the woods, box in the woods, June fifteenth. We're gonna talk a little bit more about this later. But you know, if you want to, you want to read a book at some point, and you're thinking about your old friend MJ, and like, well, oh, I might as well pick up a book by that poor son of a bitch. And <laughs> I don't know, it's totally up to you. But books, yay! Reading is fun. Wow, with that. I'm just going to say, if you want stuff that isn't books, we have it for you at merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Hey, uh, hey, Maureen. Hey. Are you, sounds like you're typing. Yeah, yeah, I am. Are you ready to go? Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, You talk. I'm just, I have this edit due, so um, um, just if you could just. I mean, uh, we could, we could wait. no, 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 no. Let's just, let's, come on. Uh, Are you sure? You, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Welcome to Says Who. The fuck? What the um, fuck Nope, that's not what we say. Next. What the fuck did I even write here? Um, that makes okay. no sense. That makes no sense. Oh, uh, um, you know what it is? It's that I'm a terrible writer and I should go uh, walk into the sea. No, that's me. Uh, one, two, you, three. You, um, maybe we should, uh. I can do this. I can do I all these things. I'm not I can sure. Do them at the same time, you, Dan. I don't. I can do it. I can none. do all these things. There are a lot of things in the world, Dan, and they can all be done at the same time. I don't, I don't think that's. I can do it. You can do it. We can all do it. It's fine. I don't. I don't know it's about fine. that. Fine. No. I said it's fine. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. I'm still working on my motivational toot toot where I actually make a little pulling down gesture like I'm yeah. pulling on a little It's nice. Toot toot. It's fine. It's good. And she's Maureen Johnson. I'm fine. You don't seem I if we are being honest here, you don't seem fine, Maureen. Okay. I'm fine. 
first mm-hmm. of all. Okay. Well, I'm glad we've established that. Um, you know, Dan, so there, when you edit a book for the last time, when you actually see it, this is, you know, for the last time before it goes to the printer. Well, almost yeah. the last time. This is the line edit. So books go like this. You write them, and then you kind of do the big rewrites, the rewrites, the rewrites. And then it it gets like... Uh, the, the big edits and then it's kind of solidified as a book. And then the copy edits are done where mostly the text is set and you're answering questions and you're kind of doing the final major rearrangements on a set sentence or paragraph level. Yeah. And then it goes back again. And then the line edit comes where the book is large. So usually after copy edit, sometimes after line edit, but often after copy edit, the book goes out in a galley or an arc form, which means people are already reading it. So people have already read The Box in the Woods. Okay. I'm now doing the line edit, which is like the final tiny changes where you might tweak words or single lines. Sure. And it turns out there was a shit ton of stuff in there. So I got it and they're like, can you, we need it by Tuesday. And so I worked on it all weekend. So I've been, I worked on it since I got it. And, uh, there's a much better editing program now, which is Adobe Acrobat. So I'm in there and I'm just like really reading it sentence by sentence. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, what was I even? Nope, nope. Oh, no. Nope. It's fine. That's the thing is that um, the more you really get into your edit and look at it, the more your brain's like, well, you're the worst. Because you can only read a book yeah. so many times. And then... um before you're just like, uh, the more pain you're in, usually it's the sign that you're doing the job. Right. So uh, I'm in the final moments and I thought I had to get it in basically right when we were recording. And so there's an editor looking at it now, the final, like this one little section. I'm like, just look at this and then we'll go back and forth on it. So as soon as we're done this, we'll go back and forth on that. And then that will largely be locked down. The book will be poured again and like, They'll go through because they have to go through and see if things like words stack or if there are bad breaks and, you okay. know, widows and orphans yeah. and all these little technical things. And then they'll pour it and then you look at it again. But at that point, you're just like, there's a period missing. Like you don't really go any any further than that. And then um, and then it goes to the printer. Well, that's exciting. It is. But I I. I'm also feeling, I think, a little jittery because I ran out of one of my medications. Oh, no. And it just got refilled, and I haven't had it in a day and a half. So I think I'm also a little wired. <laughs> Good. It's perfect timing. It's Dan, I've had a big week. Yeah. I've been out twice. Whoa. Two times. I had a doctor's appointment to get a refill of said medication, and then I had to go for a surprise follow-up yesterday. So two times... I went all the way over to the west side up near Times Square in Broadway area. Wow. That's where the doctor is. And on Thursday was like a summer day here. It was 70 and sunny. Yeah, we had that too. It was I, great. I walked there and back. So at the end of the day, according to my app, I'd walked 11 miles. So Wow. Yeah, I think it was really like. Four miles there, four miles back, but with everything else during the day, like the dog park, et cetera, it was like about 11 miles by the end okay. of the day. Yeah. Um, 
And then yesterday I had to go back and it was all fine. It was just something I had to go back and do. And it was freezing. So I started the walk and then I was like, I got to get in a car. I will freeze to death if I do this. So I took a car. Oh, and then wow. I walked largely the way back and then I took a car the last little bit. So I have all these masks, masks on masks on masks. Mask on mask on mask on mask. But it felt really normal. That's awesome. Like on Thursday. Well, it's weird. It's like weird normal. On Thursday, I went all the way over and I was walking through like the West Village. Yeah. And I was seeing all of these restaurants and places. And I was like, oh, I remember all this stuff. Like we used to just <laughs> go in these places. I live in a city. Yeah, like I used to go over here and I'm like, oh, I've been here and I'd love to go there. And that place looks adorable. And wouldn't it be nice to go in there? And and I was like, oh, yeah, just what I do now is I look in restaurant windows like, hey, what's this place about? Oh, um, yeah, it was it was it's just it's a surreal experience. And a lot of places had closed. Yeah. So there were a lot just counting the number of um Places with four rent signs in the windows. Yep. Uh, but good news, it looks like the Friends experience is almost finished construction. So you'll be A able few. to go in, into Central Perk soon. Oh, good. Phew. They they did a pop-up of that a long time ago, but this looks very permanent. Wow. It looks like they're That's actually good. building a, a full-scale, full-on permanent replica of Central Perk that you but can go in. There is someone in this world that is counting down the minutes till they are fully vaxxed so that they can truly immerse themselves in the friend experience. Uh, you've still never seen friends, have you? No. It's amazing to me. I mean, I, yeah, it's not that amazing to me. I haven't, I don't know it. We've established this. Well, I know we've done friends or dark friends. Yeah. I still couldn't, even though we have done that, we devoted an entire town watch episode to it i could not name you all however many friends there are there are six friends uh, i was gonna guess there were five nope it's three women and three men yeah there's chandler that's the only thing i know mm -hmm. i think chandler bing okay can you name come on i think you can probably name one more friend one had a very famous haircut named after her uh Joe? There is a Joey. That's oh. not the person, but there is a Joey. I was thinking of uh, Joe from fam from uh, Facts of Life. Okay, uh, fine, but there is a Joey. Okay. And, and what do you think the last guy's name is? You see him Chandler. Be no, that you've already said Chandler. Chandler, oh. Joey, and there's another guy. <laughs> Chad. No. It's Ross. Oh, I would never have gotten that. Ever. And he is a paleontologist. In a million years, I never would have got that one. He is a paleontologist. Okay. And he owns a monkey. Hmm. At least he owns a monkey. In You're the making that up. He owns a monkey, at least in the beginning. And I'm not sure if the monkey is always there. Like, the monkey might just go away at some point. But he definitely oh, has a monkey grim. in the beginning. And I think that monkey's name is Marcel. Okay. Can you name one of the girls? We established it wasn't Joe. Right. Haircut. There was a very famous haircut called right. the... The haircut. 
No, it One has of them a is named haircut. No. Uh Candace. No, no. You're I guess you're it's the right flavor but it's completely wrong. Hmm. I'm I'm literally yeah, it's he like my know. brain is empty. Okay. There isn't I can't even at this I couldn't even tell you a woman's name. All right. The the haircut <laughs> of, any, of any show or human. The haircut was called the Rachel. Oh, I never would have got that. The other two are Phoebe. Okay. That's va- that feels vaguely right. And Monica. Okay, that one, yeah. It's already gone. It's already gone. My friend retention is zero. There's a real friends resurgence. Like I see a lot of lot of little kids with friends shirts on. Sure. It's like when I see little kids with like little tiny kids with rock band t-shirts on. I'm like, that's cute, but you don't know what that band is. No, that you're is a, uh, that is marketing to the kid's parent. You're a baby. You're a baby. I have baby. an important follow-up question to your doctor's appointment, which yep. was, where are you on the vax? Uh, kind of not eligible, not eligible, but that's not a bad thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, what I have is the way it's classified is not on the list. Okay. And they're like, you have stuff. You're not there not, yet. It's not all the, it's not the stuff on right. this list. And I was, I said to him, I'm like, I'm fully prepared to wait. And he was very upbeat on it. He's like, don't worry, it's going to be soon. He's like, I yeah. think the floodgates are about to open. That feels that way. That feels that way. They just literally, as we sat down to record, the governor of Ohio has announced 40 plus at this point, if we lived in Ohio, we'd be vaxxed by now, Maureen. I think in Mississippi, it's, it's 16 plus has just opened up. That is awesome. So get yeah. that vax. So a lot of places and maybe Oklahoma as well might be 16 plus. That is awesome. So, Janice is heading to the United Center next Wednesday. It's awesome. Her vax. It is awesome. I was like, you got to get a photo next to the Jordan statue. I love it. Yeah, I'm Oscar and I are kind of we're a little more upbeat cuz he was he had always been like September, October. Right. And I was like, I think kind of April through June. Well, look who was right. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, and I was let. I was kind of landing on May. I'm like April to June. I guess May then. Just and that Boom. seems that seems like it's going to be about right. I think so. I think so. I want to talk Vax, but before that, I want to talk about the fact that the stimulus check hit my bank account today, Maureen. Ooh. Just what? What'd you buy? I converted it all to singles and just rolled around mm-hmm. on it all day. Nice. Yeah, it's great. Now they're all kind of gross, though. Think they'll take them back? Yes. Okay. Then it was great. It was worth it. It was exciting. The first, the first stimulus check took for fucking ever to show up in my bank account to the point where I was like, that thing is never coming. I think it took two months. This was like four days. And does that include the child? It's everyone. It's like they should just like put it in a big foam lottery winner check. It oh, does like not the include the child tax oh, credit. No, but it does include. You know, everyone in your household gets the stimulus money. So, oh, really? Yeah. So the kids get that, and then eventually the 
like kids get a stimulus? Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah. So each individual, like you get one, Janice. Oh, yes, yep. you get one, Janice gets one, and each of the kids gets one. Yep. Wild. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling in the dough. Sweet. It is. It is pretty sweet. Is that why you're wearing that giant top hat? It is. And the monocle. Wow. Pick that up today. Also, this cane with a little Whoa. diamond on it. Yeah, look at that. Are look at that. The, are those tap shoes? Yep. Wow. I'm just dressing like the Monopoly man now. Wow. This is a new look for you, Dan, but I have to say yeah. it kind of suits you. Stimulating is what it is. That's fabulous. I don't know. I don't know. Got them Biden bucks. Biden bucks. That's good. It's good. My man. Oh, boy. Biden bucks. He's doing it. Amy Carter's shoe. It. Oh, boy. Oh, he's doing it. I'm he re- does it for me. I regretted that one the minute it came out of my mouth. Uh, I, I, I regretted it the minute it came out of my mouth, too. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. Yay. <laughs> me. I'm just sitting down now. My man is giving out his books. My man is giving out Biden books. He's driving them around in great big trucks. You going to get your Biden books? No one has ever been more right than you, Amy ah, Carter's shoe. I know, everybody Everybody discounts the shoe, but I've been trying to tell you all this time. Sometimes I just really marvel at it. Uh-huh. Nobody the... was in his corner but you. I knew from the beginning. You really, really did. I know. You were all thinking, hey, I guess it's going to be Elizabeth Warren or maybe Bernie, but it's definitely not going to be her man. But I was like, it's going to be my man. It's going to be my man. And everyone said, oh, can't be right. But I was right. You were. Yeah. You were. And now we're reaping the benefits. Oh, we sure are. <laughs> oh, boy. Reap them. Reap <laughs> those benefits. Oh. Friends with benefits. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You like him now, don't you? I uh, he's done. He has done a lot, Maureen oh, John. Sure I mean, ha- Amy Carter's shoe. He has uh, done a lot. He does a lot. He does it all. Oh boy. Uh huh. Oh, slow and slow. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You look uncomfortable. Well, I am. That would be why. Uh, Joe will fix that. Okay. Joe will scratch that itch for you. Oh, boy. Uh. Let's not. Uh. How about not? Yay. (laughs) I'm glad to hear that you got your checks. I am, too. That was exciting. It was exciting. I wanted like a sound effect when I checked my bank account today. Like a, like a, like a, uh, it was a good feeling. I will admit it was pretty exciting. And, you know, many gestures to curb child poverty and, you know, it's nice, Dan. And I saw a picture yesterday of Trump. And he just looked like a, he looked like a deflated character costume. Like the other yeah. day I was, I was walking through, when I walked through Central Park, I saw Mickey and Minnie costume characters walking past and there was no one, there was basically no one around. Yeah. And the thing you have to understand about Central, uh, not Central Park, but Times Square in New York is that it traditionally 
it's not only full, it is absurdly full. Like yeah. the sidewalks are, they're huge sidewalks. Yeah. Massive. And they are packed from building to street and spilling over. You To walk down one a block takes like 10 minutes just because it's yeah. just a solid mass of humanity. And there is like no one there. That it's is just empty. Impossible for me to imagine. I used to do a fair amount of work in the Times Square area because that's where all sort of the big news orgs are, like a New York Times and AP hellscape. and Reuters and all that. And I used to stay on the the lower numbered avenues mm -hmm. and then walk over. And it was so slow when you would hit Times Square. It was like such a fucking nightmare that I then started staying in Hell's Kitchen instead because then you're kind of going from the higher numbers toward toward eighth and things like that. Imagine, so I can't even imagine what that's like. Because I mean, you, I would walk by through, you walk through in the middle of the night and it's fucking nuts. Yeah, imagine something like the, you know, the scrum of when you're going into a big event or Disney World or a like a sports event and there's that scrum scrum of people yeah. or like people scrumming to get to the gate. Sure. At a, it's like that, but for blocks and blocks and for always. Yeah. Just empty. A little That's more, a little few more people than I saw the last time I did it last summer. But by that, I mean like 10 people right. as opposed to two people. Um, but still some costume characters walking around with nothing to do. So they were mostly just pacing and talking to each other. So Mickey and Minnie had their Heads flipped up and they had masks on. Okay. And they were just walking around. And I saw Cookie Monster just kind of kicking it at the corner with Captain America. They were they were talking to the one person that was there. Twice I passed by um, the Hard Rock Cafe, which is advertising branded um, Hard Rock Cafe masks. Sure. Um, I walked past all those closed theaters. Yeah. So they're just closed. Uh, and they've been just closed. Um the Hamilton, so I forgot that there was a dedicated Hamilton store across the street from the Hamilton Theater. There was a what Hamilton store? A dedicated Hamilton oh, store. Okay. So like a whole storefront yes. that just sells. I thought you said a deadhead and Hamilton store. And yeah, I was like, like, wow, that is a wild yeah, yeah. combination. Bongs, you get bongs yeah. and um, and uh, sheet music. Uh, but there's a sign now on the Hamilton Theater that says 2021 because things are scheduled to start reopening right um but i walked past and the the fucking hard rock cafe was like get your hard rock mask <laughs> get fucked um that is a level of brand loyalty to the hard rock brand that i really can't imagine anyone holds there was i definitely remember a time when a hard rock shirt was like a really prized possession oh, my middle school was like if you can get a hard rock shirt yeah, it you've means got that you're, you're fucking made. Yeah, I don't know. Is that still true in some places? Or I don't think so. I, they still have a the whole front of that building is just a giant store. Yeah, yeah. They're they're still around, but I just don't think they have the uh, the middle school cachet. Fun fact about the guy who owns that. Yeah, the guy who owns it was married to Ringo Starr's ex wife Maureen. Okay. And used to refer to her as his ultimate collectible. Oh, gross. Hmm. I think that it is not owned by that guy anymore. If I'm not mistaken, I actually think it is owned by the Seminole tribe. Hmm. 
If, okay, then. In now that I got to look this up. If that's true, then I'm going to look at it with a lot more charity. And I do admit that sometime maybe five or six years ago, I went in there. I think I took Oscar there because when he first, maybe when he first came to the U.S. to live, I was like, I'm going to take you in this motherfucking place. We, we were celebrating something and I was like, we're going to have a goddamn drink in this stupid place. And we went in and we had like a, like a pina colada or something funny like that. Yeah, it is currently owned by the Seminole Tribe of Florida. The oh. Hard, Hard Rock Inc. is. All right, then. I Then, okay, get your Hard Rock mask. It's fine. I think that it's heavily due to the Hard Rock casinos. The casino casinos. What the fuck was that? Oh, Where look, was just, my mouth? We just, on your face. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere Casino. Jesus. Um. Yeah, so I, I view that with a lot more charity. But I was walking along, Dan, and I got to see my city again. Uh, I saw, uh, yeah, it was cool. It was wild. I felt like I went on vacation. Like I came back. I decided to just make the Thursday kind of a half day of it. That's awesome. I was like, I will take these four. I will walk over for an hour, do my appointment, and walk home. And um, it was it was cool. Like I just felt like I'd been somewhere. That's great. Especially, oh. I mean, those early first time warm yeah. days. We oh, just had that as well. It was beautiful, yeah. 70, sunny. It felt like early summer. It was so great. And it. I came back feeling, you know, here, here's what's interesting, Dan. I came back feeling different, but also like a little out of, not out of sorts, but I think what I realized is that doing normal stuff and seeing things and walking around, it, I was like, I feel weird. Now I got to go back in. Like I, <laughs> I have to go back into where, what I understand. Yeah. Because oh, I yeah. only, I'm like, Oh no, is there going to be a time when we're going to have to like do this? Like go out every day, like into the war. And I go out on the regular, you know, I live in New York. So I literally go outside. I see other people. So I'm out on the street. I'm out in the street, like in a Bruce Springsteen song, yeah. a lot. That's I, where we'll meet. I go into Walgreens, you know? I've yeah. been into Ace Hardware. I Man, live a life. You're living but, it. But the idea that we might go out at night or yeah. go to a restaurant, like or see, like it's so confusing. Yeah, to totally. Me that um totally. I felt that disconnect when I came back from it. Yeah. Of oh, oh, now I have to be here like this is where i'm comfortable like i know yeah i like this this yep. is where i sit on the sofa this is when you know we this is how we do it <laughs> yeah yeah i think that that is i think that realization is looming for a lot of us to we're gonna make. need we're gonna need like a practice thing like one of those things to ease you back into it mm-hmm like, oh, okay, the first day you just do like one little thing. <laughs> like you don't have to go all the way to like, it's too scary. So you're like, we'll just go and like step into a grocery store. And like, right. like, you know, like we'll just kind of practice it a couple of times before you're fully like going out to work all the time. Yeah, that's the part. I mean, I, I 
have been lucky enough to be to have worked from home for quite a while, even before this. But I have a bunch of folks that I know that are like, I, how am I fucking commuting now? Like, what? Right. No, like that is not not out of a. Oh, the you know, the germs that I'm exposed, but out of just a pure like I used to take. 90 minutes each way out of my day to deal with that. Like that's three hours of my life and realizing that I don't want that anymore. Like that kind of thing, I think is a real reckoning that is still to come in terms of recognizing that there were a lot of things that ended up working in all of this hell yeah. You know, I mean, I know a bunch of parents that are like, I've never spent this much time with my kids. And yes, I would like to not spend 24 hours a day with them, but it's been nice. How do you go back to Paris once you've seen the farm? Like it's <laughs> it's the opposite of everything. And yeah, it definitely has increased like a lot of people's thoughts of um, maybe breaking up some of the patterns of how we live. Yeah. And where we live and how we can do it. And I, I think that, the, you know, we're all processing what permanent changes might come out of this. Yeah. Because you wrote a piece this week on this very subject. This very subject for Esquire magazine. Everybody should read it. It was pretty good. And then I got invited to do talk about it on the radio yesterday. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I don't know that I want to do that. Maybe I should look at what this radio station is. And uh, it is a local... It is it is WLS in Chicago, which is like a, you know, one of the original radio stations in Chicago. So I was like, well, that seems like a legit thing. And then I actually went to their website and I looked it up and it, they opened their day with Rush Limbaugh, even mm. though he's dead. He's still on the air. And then they How? follow it with Ben Shapiro. And what? then they went to the guy that I was supposed to interview with. And I turned it down because Maureen, you know what I don't need in my life? That shit. How are they still doing he had stuff banked? I think it's just tape. I think it's just old stuff. What? You know. It's why not? Re- we're just replaying some r- greatest hits of Rush Limbaugh? He's got, what, two or three decades of tape? The fuck? They're, they're just going to play, oh, what's it going to be called? Old News with Rush Limbaugh? <laughs> I think so. Olds? Why not? Olds with Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Ah, Jimmy Carter. What the fuck? <laughs> Everyone loved his Jimmy Carter riffs. They made him sell his peanut farm, Jack. They did. But yeah, I turned that one down because I did not need to discuss that article with those folks. Oh, God. Hey, you know what I saw this week, Dan? And I really recommend it. Although what? everybody should watch it with their own level of comfort. Okay. Uh, that is Alan versus Pharaoh on HBO. If you've got it. Oh yeah. It is astonishing. Yeah. Um, it's a, if just in case you're not don't know what it is, it's about the battle, the legal battle between Mia Farrow and Woody Allen, uh, specifically about the charges against Woody Allen that he molested his seven year old daughter. Dylan, who has been telling her story for years yeah, and years and years and years. And there was, in fact, um, grounds to bring charges at the time. Yeah. And they decided not to do it, not because there wasn't enough of a case, but because Dylan would have had to go on the stand and the 
prosecutor was thought he would re-traumatize her so badly. Jesus. And that it would, he thought basically two things would happen. He would re-traumatize her and she would break down on the stand and freeze up. And that would also probably kill the case. So like all bad things would come of it. And so it, it wasn't an easy decision, but he decided not to pursue the charges. But what the filmmakers got access to were all of these records that have been sitting around for years and show very clearly all the evidence that they had, which was a shit ton yeah. of evidence and how complete the Woody Allen PR smear campaign was against um, Mia Farrow. Like, Jesus. oh, here's what we're going to do is we're going to immediately have like instantly have a press conference at the Plaza Hotel and start talking about how she's an unfit mother and try to sue for custody. They lost. Um, but yeah, they had the proof then. They had it. They absolutely had it. Jesus. And for years, it's been oh about believing her. There's actually nothing to believe. There was a whole. Right. Anyway, it is. A, it's fascinating. It's hard, but it's also fascinating on how um, stories get built up. And basically, yeah. it's a case study in how people get away with this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I really recommend it. And as always, a standing offer for a drink to any Hachette employee who walked out last year in protest of them publishing the Woody Allen book and their walkout was successful and the book was shit canned the next day. So oh, yeah, it was again, if any of you are listening, I owe you a drink. Doesn't matter how big or you want a fishbowl one. I will buy for you. <laughs> fishbowl one. I haven't thought about a fishbowl drink in a while. Well, who would share a drink, Dad? Uh, well, that's the thing I was going to say. Do you think that kind of communal food is ever coming back? I'm not going to lie to you, Dan. I would never have one of those shared sippy drinks. That's gross to me. There was a tiki bar in my late 20s that had a drink. I believe it was called the Volcano. It was a big shared drink with a flame in the middle. And I, we partook in that. I just think it's, I'm very big on everybody gets their own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Uh, In other cultural news, Maureen Johnson, Taskmaster season 11 comes back this week. I'm ready for it. In England, at least. My body is ready. I'm so ready. We tried to watch the Swedish language version. Mm. And uh, it turns out the physical tasks translate really well. But then you realize just how many talk related tasks there are. (laughs) Doesn't go doesn't go as well. I like the New Zealand one, but it was a little there was it was a little grosser than the UK one. Yeah, it was a lot more sex stuff. Not even there was sex stuff, but it was also just like kind of gross stuff. Hmm. Like it was just a, some of it was a little gross for me. Yeah. So it was I found that one a little harder to watch. Well, OG so like, Taskmaster coming back. It may be that the also that New Zealand, the, the rest of the people were good, but the actual Taskmaster was no good. He's no great. Yeah. Babies. No, he's he is uh, very dull. He's very dull. He's just a good looking man. Yeah, yeah, he was that. That is for just, sure. Just a handsome man in a suit as opposed to yeah. Greg Davies, who's a terrifying giant. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Maureen Johnson, let's talk Vax. How does that sound? I was saying that I I was saying, Dan, that I saw a picture of Trump and I was like reminded just he looks so deflated. Oh, he is deflated. Maureen Johnson, let let us run through the last week or so of Vax News. 
so we can talk about just how deflated right. he is. All right. So uh, the COVID relief bill, which was only passed last week and which has already showed up in my bank account, is amazing to me. Uh, that same day, Joe Biden gave a primetime address from the White House, his first, uh, where not only did he mark sort of the official or semi-official one-year mark of the fucking pandemic in the U.S., um, but announced that he had passed the bill and that, you know, all the things were coming out of that. He also announced that he was ramping up his predictions of when the vaccine would be available for all adults in the U.S. Originally, when he came into office, he was saying by July. Now he has ramped that up to May. Mm-hmm. He... uh also announced that his original goal of 100 million shots in his first 100 days was going to be met in barely more than 50, which is pretty great. He announced that they're buying even more vaccine and that they just approved the fourth vaccine for the U.S. from Novavax, which is another two-shotter. It's right here, Dan. Right in the arm. Right. I see it. Yeah. I need to just invest in sleeveless shirts for the whole once it's warm enough, all sleeveless, just in case. You know what I liked is when Dolly Parton got hers. Did you see the picture? Yeah, she was wearing like little cutout. Yeah, shoulder it, it was like dress. a beautiful, like long sleeve thing, but there were two little like diamond shaped cutouts at the upper yeah. arm, exactly where the shot would go in. And I was like, Dolly. I mean, I know we all love Dolly, but how is she such a legend in every single thing she does? Truly, truly remarkable human. Has she just always gone around crushing everything that in her path? Pretty much. Did you ever listen to the Dolly Parton's America podcast? No. Oh, you should listen to it. It is um, Jad Abumrad from Radiolab. Uh, and it's like a six episode series about Dolly Parton. And the um, so he interviews her in it. And the whole thing is built on the fact that she was in a pretty bad car accident at some point. And his dad was the surgeon that like worked on her and she and his dad became friends as a result of it. So he like had access to Dolly Parton. And in fact, Jad Abumrad's dad is the reason that she invested a million dollars to help develop the Moderna vax because he basically was like, throw money to this, would you? And so she was like, sure, no problem. So he actually, I think, either gave her the vax or was there when she got the vax. Anyway, it is a great fucking podcast where they kind of step through her whole career. They bring other people in to kind of talk about the larger kind of ripple effect of all of the various points in that career. It is great. You should listen to it. It is so good. I mean, I know that it's it's a it's a it's a cliche at this point to say how great yeah. she is, but she is actually that great. Yeah. She's just a good human. Do you know how oh. many books she's given away to children? Oh, well over a million, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's multiple million. Yeah. She's good. She's good. But beyond Dolly Parton and her vax, a lot of people are getting the vax. And then one of the things that Biden said in his speech that just kind of gave me a moment was he said, you know, we're leading... The world we're among and I think we might be the first or the top, but we're well in the top five of nations in terms of the number of people that have been vaccinated. And it's when you hear little things like that, that you realize, like, 
that is what everyone thought we would be for any point in this fucking pandemic, you know, like testing and, uh, you know, all of it. And we weren't. But now, like, suddenly you get a little bit of competence together. And uh, and now we're moving up to the point where, I, I mean, I was with Oscar in terms of thinking maybe I'd get a vaccine in August or September in the best case scenario. Though, I will remind you that on the early days of the Trump administration's vax distribution, they were going so slowly that the math was it would take seven years to get everyone fucking vaxxed. Like they were, if you remember back, and this was only a few months ago, they were bragging that they were going to have 20 million people vaccinated by the end of December. And they ended up 10 times less than that. Like just fucking nuttiness. Um, there been a, there's been a bunch of reporting in the last week or so about the Trump administration's plan for vaccine distribution. First thing being, they had no plan, basically. They had brokered a deal with CVS and Walgreens to administer vaccines in nursing homes. And that turned out to be such a clusterfuck that a lot of the states that that was happening in actually left the deal and uh, and went, uh, went about their own way. Um, and beyond that, there was no plan other than we'll get you some vaccines sometimes and then you figure it out. Um, states were left to figure it out. They, the Trump administration, we found out, actively lobbied against getting any funds to states for their vaccine plan. Uh, the actual stockpile, even though everything was was left up to the states, the actual stockpile was held by the government and doled out in unpredictable and uncoordinated ways that changed from week to week to week. At one point, the administration announced that the government was going to release doses of Pfizer that had been held back for the second dose. They were going to release those so that as many people could get the first dose as possible. Uh, and they announced that and all these states got, you know, got prepared and ready for this big influx because it was like double, right? Suddenly the supply was going to double. Uh, and then no additional supply came out. And then a week later it was announced, oh, well, actually we already did that. The vaccine you've already gotten is the second doses. There is no more supply. We don't have anything. Uh, after that, they promoted the idea that doses would get sent out to states according to what state was the fastest in administering them, which seems uh, real smart. And so West Virginia like, was like, we can do this, we can do this. And then they were like, oh, actually, we don't have anything to send you. Um, it, we learned that they turned a deal down for more vaccines. So they literally, like, basically, we would have been out of vaccine at this point. Um, we are lucky that it only lasted for two months and these fucking people, uh, are now there's, there's a big push to give credit to the Trump administration for the vaccines. Do yeah. you see what I'm doing? I do. Maureen is on the video doing double, double birds. Double, double finger, double middle finger dance. Yeah. You know, they did cut, kick off vaccine development, but I don't think there were a lot of um, pharmaceutical companies that were going to just be like, meh, yeah. let's sit this one out. Nope, no point in doing this. Should we do? Nah, nah. Um, it's like how I kicked off the sunrise this morning, Dan. <laughs> exactly. Uh, last week, all of the living former presidents and first ladies, except Trump and millennia, appeared in a pro-vaccine ad 
with the tagline of four presidents, two political parties, one clear message, get vaccinated when it's available to you. Uh, and yesterday, uh, Biden spokesperson Jen Psaki was asked about, you know, do they want Trump to participate in this shit? And she was like, yeah, of course. But, quote, every other living president has participated in public campaigns. They did not need an engraved invitation to do so. So. And then, Maureen, we get to sad, deflated Trump. Who did not stay entirely silent in the subject of vaccines this past week. He issued a statement which was entirely the length of a tweet that read in its entirety, I hope everyone remembers when they're getting the COVID-19, and then in a parenthetical, he refers to it in its racist name, uh, vaccine, that if I wasn't president, you wouldn't be getting that beautiful shot for five years at best and probably wouldn't be getting it at all. I hope everyone remembers. Oh, Dan, it's just like watching watching some kind of little creepy animal behind a glass that's just like knocking and it, it's trying to bite you and it can't do anything. Yeah. It can't tweet. Yeah. It's all, it's all defanged. It's walking around. It's walking around Mar-a-Lago and it just looks, the funniest picture was somebody took of, took of him and he just looks like a, he looks like exactly what he is. Yeah. Just kind of, he's wearing a golf shirt and he's a little, and people, somebody wrote, looking better than ever, getting ready for, <laughs> getting ready for 2024. It's, it's like they took a picture of a bag of garbage with googly eyes on it and said, <laughs> looking better than ever. Getting ready for 2024. An actual bag of shit, Dan. Imagine a bag of feces and food scraps and like cartoon fish bones that it like, and then just googly eyes on it. Looking better than ever. Flies, stink lines around it. I just love that he is reduced to basically tweeting via fax. Me. <laughs> fake hold on next page two pages hold on just wait news okay just put this in the trash (laughs) he can get fucked and nobody cares and he can't leave Mar-a-Lago and everyone says Mar-a-Lago is gross and doesn't want to be there it's nice. It's nice to know that everyone is fucking getting vaxxed and There's, he is just sitting over there sending I angry imagine faxes. A kind of, it's going to be like a Grey Garden situation where Mar-a-Lago <laughs> rats around him and then he's... It's hard to tell the difference between the past and the present. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the statues, the heads are going to fall off, the pools are... It's like this time them that I've only gone to really one place in my life that so thoroughly creeped me out that I still, even when I think about it, it's in my bones. Wow. And here's what it was. I'm ready. We were on vacation a couple years ago and we went to one of those places by the beach. What's the Caribbean? What's to one of those places? It's like you're at the hotel. 
and the waves were a little rough. And we were like, it's really nice because all we ever want to do is swim in the water. Like that's our number one thing. We just want to swim in the water all goddamn day long. Read sure. books, play board games, swim in the water. But too rough. They had the red flags out. And I said, I wish we could swim. I wonder where we could go to swim. And I talked to someone at the hotel and I said, where can we go to swim? And they said, actually, if you just sort of look around that rock and they pointed to a rock to the right, said right around there is a cove. And it's looked close, like, but water close. Like you'd need a, a craft, like a little craft, like a, like a little water skidoo thing you could take over. But they said you can hire a cab and it's like a five minute ride. They'll drive you around. And that's a, there's a resort over there. Okay. And they'll let you swim. And that seemed weird, but I was like, you're sure? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. They'll let you swim. So I said, fine, let's go. And we get in the cab. And the first sign that something's wrong in the cab, he's like, yeah, this place used to be great. But and then we pull in to this kind of we see all this kind of cyclone fencing that's bent down. We see a an empty tennis court that's cracked. What? With a like the everything is and there's it's all overgrown and there's like old kind of. 80s, 90s paint schemes that are all dry, like things without light bulbs, clearly don't have light bulbs in them, even though it's day. You could just kind of tell nothing works. And as yeah. we drive closer, we see this big pink hotel that looks like a, like a Soviet gulag. And we walk through this lobby and the lobby has this kind of empty but slightly sour smell to it. All the furniture is from the 90s. There are feral cats running through the lobby. And what? There's just one person standing at a at the the you know the desk which has like an old style TV on it, like a 90s big old fat TV. What? And we go up and we're like, "Can we swim here?" And they're like, "Oh, yes, you can go swim." <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. "Oh, no." So we walk through past all these dried up like empty pools. Past more like cracked patios, past like some collapsed cabana things to this beach where like people that live on the island have set up some stands and things, but it's largely empty. And there's just like some people hanging out, not too many. And a woman comes up to us and is like, would you like to buy a like a thing? And I'm like, sure, you know, I'll, this is your job. I, like, I will buy a thing for you. I buy like a beach cover up. And the beach is nice, but it's a little brackish. It's a little gross. And, but the water, like, it's a perfect swimming area. Aside from the fact that it hasn't really kind of been tended very much. Okay. It's the, it's, it's totally calm. It's beautiful. But this place spooks me out so badly. Like, I feel, we feel kind of like, then everybody leaves and we're kind of alone. And it just, and somebody was like, oh, yeah, this place got hit by a hurricane and they never built it. And then it got, purchased by like an oligarch and we think it's being used for money laundering purposes. So oh it's basically God. rotting, but it, money is being filtered through it. Right. And you could smell like the mold coming from it. Oh and God. even the water, it was the same body of water. Like it was just ocean water. It, the place was so fucking creepy. that I turned to Oscar. I was like, we need to get out of here immediately. This place is giving me the, the like the creep so bad. I may never recover for the rest of my life. I've never felt a vibe off a place like this. And so we basically run back and try to get a cab, but we can't get a cab. And <laughs> I'm like, how are we going to get away from this, this cursed, benighted place? And that then 
is a little bit how I imagine Mar-a-Lago will be. Like it's yeah. this slightly, it was fancy, but it's basically money laundering. Yep. It's, pr- it's pretty much owned by an oligarch. It's been hit by multiple hurricanes and it will slowly rot and decay and stink. And it was last decorated in the 90s. Yep. And all around it will turn to rubble and dust and the the tennis courts will split and dry up and the pools will empty and feral animals and snakes will roam the lobby and there'll be crabs in your on your head when you go there and there's that you go to the to the salad bar to get something and the whole salad bar is being run by a guia monster and um, there's just like lizards uh, it's just lizards that run the hotels run by lizards and snakes <laughs> I'm just going to let you keep going. All right. And everything kind of stinks. And all those people at the yacht club that are like, oh, oh we got to go to Mar-a-Lago. It's the best. We'll slowly turn from it like the cursed property that it is and go, oh, we don't go around there anymore. And there's just a quiet howling noise that comes from it. And I, Ooh, and we think, we think it's Eric, but we're not sure. Uh, but Eric is actually thriving because of all the mice he can eat. So he's fine. Um, so we don't know where the howling's coming from. Uh, but uh, that, he and he just roams the halls with all of his skin flaps. His just skin flaps mm. and hats. He roams all going, quick news. And everything rots around him. I'm I said, I, I talk too long. I love it. I like it. I'm there. Also, are you sure that you actually ever left that resort i'm telling you dan that when i think about it it's one of the few places that the whole feeling of the place returns to me somebody is gonna go there at some point and by the pool is a maureen shaped statue is it a statue dan well or is it me left behind and a copy of me was released yeah i think that hi there welcome to the hotel Apparently, it's where they send people when flights get canceled and all the other hotels are booked. Oh, is they send them there. That's a like, scam in and of itself. Let me out of this. Like they're, the mattresses are covered in mold and the windows are broken. And oh, man. Yeah. You'd be much, much better off and much more comfortable sleeping on the beach. Oh, that sounds nice. It's one of those places that definitely feels more dangerous inside than out. Yeah. We, uh, we just got snow yesterday again and uh i would do anything to just sleep on a beach right now yes sounds wonderful that sounds wonderful but you know what what says who is made possible by you through your support of our patreon at patreon.com slash says who where every sunday you get an entire another episode of says who me and Maureen, just for you, if you give at the 5 or $10 a month level. And speaking of that $10 a month level, it's time to get that upgrade done. So you are in before the April 1st charge. So you get the April Sticker Club it's sticker. It's a good one. Well, the March one is is out, but that, that ship has sailed. Get oh, yourself okay. in on April because it is going to be, I mean, they're all something. They are all something, but this one is going to be something, something. That's that's how I would describe it. 
patreon.com slash says who where you can get all of that stuff done. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. When do you think Darth's coming back? Hopefully soon. Feels like feels like it should be soon. That winter hibernation. We just sprung forward. Where are you, Darth? Well, you'll be there when you're ready. I believe in that. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard, and it is a never-ending supply of people getting vaccine photos now, and that is absolute wonderment and joy. If you speak in wonderment and joy, you can also join the fan-run Discord server at tinyurl.com slash Discord. Spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is that you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, March 24th, for our next episode. You want there me you to know. say something? You look like you well, want me to say something. I figured you were going to say something. I was not going to do my sign-off, because usually I sign off, and then you start saying something, no. and then suddenly everyone forgets that I signed off, no, and no, then no, they were no, all no, off you... on the races, and then who knows? And Anyway, from my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. And from New York, from New York City, where the streets are emptier, but our spirits are full. Wow. You just, you're just, you have like a flat line for a mouth right now, like, mm. like, a, like a cartoon frog. Wow. I don't know about that, Maureen. Hmm. I'm Maureen Johnson. Oh, boy. And this has been Says Who. Says Who? <laughs> toot toot. You're still trying to make toot toot happen. Toot toot. It'll happen. It'll happen. We can make some toot toot merch. Toot toot. Come on, everybody start saying it.